Holy Moses, I'm in heaven. Holy Moses, I'm on the Harlan Highway is where I am. It's kind of like heaven. Hey, it's Harlan Williams. Welcome to the Harlan Highway. Thank you for being here very much. I love you. I really love you. <laughs> um, let's not get started with that. Welcome to the show, gang. Uh, what a show. Going to be talking about I'm getting a new car. I've been talking about it on the show. I'm getting a new car. Wait till you hear what it is. Some of you are probably guessing already. Very excited. Um, we're going to talk about that today on the show. Also, um, we are going to be taking some calls from you, the pavement pounders. You guys always have incredible things to say and ask me about. So I'm going to play some of your phone calls, which I love to get. Um, you can always call me at 323-739-4330. And speaking of phone calls, oh, God, I should, I, maybe I should leave now. I've heard that George Michael from Wham! might be calling in. I say might because I'm hoping it doesn't happen. He is usually drunk and very annoying. So a lot of ground to cover today. Um, let's get ready before I decide to leave. This is the Harland Highway. You're listening to Harlan Williams. Harlan, funny stuff, bro. Funny stuff. Keep it coming. Later. How long have you had this job? Long enough. He's fine as long as he gets his medication. He doesn't get his medications. He's not fine. Right. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. You're a groovy boy. I'd like to strap you on sometime. The Harland Highway. You're all going to experience intense mental, physical strain. All right, hold tight on the Harland Highway show. You're listening to Harlan Williams. Welcome to the Harlan Highway. Hello? Hello? Hey Harlan, I'd just like to say this is just a follow-up to, to my last voicemail. I just I just like to say say <laughs> I just like to say, Harlan, thank you for being you. Thanks for being you. Hey, Harlan, this is Casey the Jew. Uh, you posed a question last week asking about why cashiers have to repeat the bill you gave them. Well, I worked in uh, customer service for years, and the reason they do that is, believe it or not, there's bad people out there who want to rip you off. So by repeating, you know, out of 20 and then giving them the change for the 20, they can't say, you know, well, I gave you a 50 or, you know, if they give you a 10, they can't say, well, I gave you a 20, so, you know, why are you giving me change for a 10? Um, I think that's the main reason why people do that. Um, that's how I taught, how I was taught to do it anyway. So just wanted to share that with you, sir, and uh, keep up the good work. Uh, keep George Michael coming back. Tell him I said hi. And uh, chicken chow mein, baby. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you, Casey the Jew, as you put it. Um, I appreciate that because, yeah, most, I, I didn't know, and I'm assuming most people don't know. You know, I did I did ask the question, uh, why 
why do they say from a 20, from a 10, from a... Th- and, and you're telling me it's so... Once you say it out loud, then the customer can't dispute it with you. But I dare dispute with you, sir. This is America. <laughs> and in America... I don't know that just by verbally saying, oh, well, you gave me a 20, sir. I said it out loud. Did you not hear me go from a 20? And in America, someone could go, are you calling me a liar? I give you a $100 bill. No, sir. Uh, You handed me a 20, and I said from a 20, I don't care what you said. I handed you a $100 bill. Now you're going to give me the change that I got coming to me. Well, sir, I can't give you the changer. I'd be going deep, deep, deep into the hole. Well, I guess we're going to see you in a code of law. <laughs> so that may be the answer, but I don't know if it's a working answer. I could see, uh, you know, I had a situation, uh, I think it was about a year and a half ago. I was at a Popeye's chicken at the Atlanta airport. And... um you know, I uh, I gave the lady, uh, I believe, a $20 bill, and she gave me back change for a 10 And I got into it with her. I was like, no, 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 no. And whether she said from a 20 or a 10 or not, I, in my head, know what I gave her. And even if she said from a 10 I probably would have, uh, uh, you know, disputed it. Because I believe that a visual cue is more accurate than an audio cue. But what do I know? You're the guy that worked in retail and you did this stuff. But I do appreciate you uh, giving us an answer to that very important question. It was a little mystifying. And now we know. And I still think it's a little weird. And I think still think it's a little antiquated. But I guess it is what it is. The answer was simple. It comes down to people not being honest. That's so sad. From a liar, from a that's what they should do. If you if you if you're working at the ice cream counter and someone looks untrustworthy, why don't you just say it for what it is? Uh 20 from a liar, 10 from a thief, 40 from a rapist serial killer. 30 from Charles Manson, 100 from Jeffrey Dahmer, what have you. Uh, but thank you so much for uh, for clearing that up, all up. Awesome. I'd just, I just like to say, say some... <laughs> I'd just like to say thank you for being you. Wait, what? What? What would you like to say? I just, I just like to say, say, 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 I just, I just like to say, say. I just like to say thank you for being you. Oh well, that's what I thought you said. Why didn't you say so? Uh, thank you for being you, and thank you for calling in. If you want to call in, three two three seven three nine. Four three three zero is the number where you can do that. Hey, Arlen, what? Someone on line three. No, he's not. No, I don't want to talk to him. I I just said I'm. Thank you for people calling him, but not him. Arlen, the hotline. Oh no, not him. No, don't put him through, Roger. No, God. 
They just put them over there. Yeah. Put them on the counter, David. Thank you. Hello? Hello? Hello, Arlen? Yes, who is it? It's me, George Michael Coyle for the United Kingdom, Arlen. How are you today? Well, to be honest, I, I'd be doing better if you weren't calling. Oh, well, isn't that a nice way? Talk of the morning to you, eh? Have a, put on a happy face, eh, Arlen? Okay, what do you want? I just called to let you know I'm having a Super Bowl party, Harlan. Just like you do in the United... What? I'm having a Super Bowl party here in United Kingdom. Just the way you have a Super Bowl party in the United... Okay, you're not saying United States of America, right? And Super Bowl was like two, three weeks ago. You're a little late to the party, George. It's George Michael, all right? I got two names. All right, George, and then very quickly followed by Michael. You don't just say one. You say them both together like, thank you, George Michael, thank you. All right, relax, Michael. It's George Michael, you son of a bitch. I'm going to come over there with a switchblade and pop all the tires in your stupid automobile. And I hope you drive all the way to the store on flat tires and run over a fucking old lady. Okay, watch the language. God, what are you talking about? You're having a Super Bowl party. Well, I bought all these new bowls over at the china shop, Harlan. What are you talking about? I bought a whole bunch of new bowls. I got a salad bowl, I got a chip bowl, I got a cereal bowl, and all my bowls are super. Isn't that right, David? Oh, they're just super bowls. Uh, what? Who was that? That was my friend David, and he thinks I've got super bowls. Wait, the, the, the Super Bowl is about football, George. It's George Michael. Why don't you go to the local aquarium and drown your fat head in the beluga whale tank by stuffing it up his beluga hole, you pig? Easy. Whoa, guy. I don't need that from you. Well, I've got a Super Bowl party, Arlen, and you know why I've got a Super Bowl party, Arlen? No. Why do you have a Super Bowl party? Because I got Super Bowls. Isn't that right, David? Oh, you got real Super Bowls, George Michael. See, I got Super Bowls. Super Bowl is a it's a football game. It's not a bunch of bowls you put out on the counter. Oh, my bowls are filled with chips. I got a bowl full of guacamole, Arlen. You ever had guacamole? It's like a bowl of snot mixed with relish. It's fucking delicious. Ew! What is wrong with you? Did you just say a bowl of snot filled with with relish? That's right, Arlen. Figure it out, pre-meal Romeo. I have no idea what that means. And Super Bowl is for football. Oh, I heard about your football, Arlen. What's that supposed to mean? 
Yes. And I had somebody suck the air right out of those balls, Arlen. If there's one thing Josh Michael doesn't like in this world, Arlen, it's flat, tiny balls. Ew! They're footballs. Well, I'll play with my your balls with my feet if you let me, Arlen. Stop it! You're not going to put your feet anywhere near... Your balls, Harlan. Stop it. I'll tell you what, if you need me to blow the balls up, I'm more than happy to. Okay, you're getting creepy. You sound like you're drunk again, am I right, George? All right, listen here, all right? Here's what I'm going to do. My name is George fucking Michael, all right? And if you say it solo one more time... I'm going to go to the fucking aquarium, buy a hammerhead shark, FedEx it to your house, and have it eat your fat fucking punchy face, you fat fucking pig. Stop it! What is wrong with you? I'll tell you what's wrong with me, Alan. I'm having a Super Bowl party, and I want to blow up some flat balls. You're not going to blow up flat balls. Oh, yeah, Davey, can you come in for a minute? Sure, George. Thank you. What are you doing? Oh, I'm going to have me a Super Bowl party on. No, you're not. I Are you doing what I think you're doing? Hang on, Arlen. Let me do some blowing. Don't do it on my podcast. Hang on. That's it, Davey. Just pull your Super Bowls out. Let me blow them up for you, David. Oh, George. Oh, Oh my God. Hang up on him, Roger. I'm not finished, Arlen. I'm blowing up my Super Bowls. You are sick, Michael. It's George Michael. It's hard to be mad at you when I'm blowing up the balls. But it's George Michael. Stop blowing on the balls! What the hell is wrong with you? I just tried to have a Super Bowl party, Arlie. You don't have to yell at me. Super Bowl is not putting out fancy bowls full of chips and pretzels and, and, uh, and... Guacamole, Arlen. Ring a bell. Snort booger salad with relish. You, what are you, five? I'll blow up five super balls. Stop with the blowing up the balls. Are you done? I wanted to invite you over to the United Kingdom from the United America to the Super Bowl party, Arlen. Why is your voice getting so deep? I don't know. Why don't you tell me? Ew! Sometimes when I get out of breath from all blowing on the balls, Arlen. Stop talking about blowing up. I'm done. Hang up on him, Roger. I'm not finished blowing. David, can you come here for a minute, please? Stop calling David, whoever he is. David, I'm the... Oh, God, he's blowing again. Cut him off, Roger. Well, those balls are all just about inflated, David. Oh, George. Hang up on him! 
Oh, let's put some guacamole on them, David. Yes, George. Hang up on him! God! God, hang up! I feel sick! Good night, Nelly Furtado! Whoa! That was just wrong. He better be gone, Roger. I think he hung up. Yeah, he didn't hang up. I hung up. You don't have to snap at me. Well, then who should I snap at? You're the one that always lets him call in. So frustrating. All right, let, can we just move on? Can we move on to something else and leave George Michael behind us? God, hit a commercial and let me clear my head. What we've got here is failure to communicate. All right, let's talk about something that's a little more relevant, please. A little more uh, exciting. The Super Bowl party. Well, I talked uh, a number of weeks ago about the prospect of getting a Tesla motor car, the electric car, the hot hip electric car that uh, runs strictly on a giant battery and you never need gas, you never need to change oil, you never need to get your transmission fixed because there is no transmission. And the insides of this thing, <laughs> excuse me, look like a, a spaceship. The main part of the dashboard is like a giant iPad. Well, I'm, pl I'm pleased and excited to announce I went ahead and ordered a Tesla. Oh, whoo, whoa, uh, hello. Uh. Yeah, I know. I had a few people call in and say not to do it and this and that. I had some people that were a bit leery. I had some people that were like, eh, I don't know about the Tesla thing, man. But you know what? I did it. I told you guys I was bored with what was out there. I feel like, you know, cars are the last thing from the Industrial Revolution that haven't really advanced that much. Sure, they've put some, you know, the new sound systems and this and that, but basically cars have not really jumped leaps and bounds the way the phone has, okay? Look look what the, the phone in your house has done in the last 15, 20 years. It's gone from a phone in your house to the iPhone to the Android to, I mean, it's mind-boggling what your phone can do now. And the car is just kind of sitting there. And I, I think we all know the reason the car's just sitting there is because oil companies and big car uh, manufacturers and corporations are more than happy to let it stagnate because, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, guess what? That that attitude is probably not going to fly with the iPhone generation. People not only want, but they expect high-tech solutions. And, and not only the high-tech generation, but also the green generation. And and, and the, the, the generation that sees that the, the world is getting more populated and we've got to stop doing what we're doing in order to survive. We've got to stop making machines that vomit all over the, the planet. It's incredible. I watched a documentary uh, recently. I think it's called Pump 
or at the pump or something. You can see it on uh, on iTunes. I, I don't know if it's on Netflix, but it tells the story. And of course, there's two sides to every story. But this side of the story kind of talks about how we have been at the mercy. We have been enslaved by oil companies which have held back the progress of alternate fuels and alternate uh, vehicles for 60, 70 years. And one of the most profound things I saw in this documentary, and it, and it wasn't just propaganda, it's a scientific fact. It's, it's science, it's real science. It's a, a fuel called ethanol that burns cleaner and um, works better than, than gasoline. It burns cleaner. It has less emissions. It, it does all these things. And the most brilliant thing about it at all of all is, according to this documentary and according to other scientific studies I've seen, is you can make methanol from your kitchen garbage. You can make it from the grass trimmings, from the bushes you, you cut. You can literally grind those all up, break them down, and turn our garbage, which how much garbage do humans create every minute of the day, every year, every decade? Mountains of it. And that's more crap that goes back into our environment. So first you got the cars spitting their black smoke and... and exhaust everywhere and batteries and this and that it's it's just a mess and uh, and and then you got the fuel and then you got uh, you know it's it's just it's just messy so uh, you know I might not be getting it all right here but I think I'm pretty on the mark but check out this documentary I think it's called pump or pump it up or something like that very fascinating about how the uh, the oil companies are keeping things status quo because it works for them. It makes them makes them billions of dollars, and uh, and so I'm excited on one level stylistically. I'm excited to get into a new car that that changes the game, changes the playing field. I feel like I'm giving up my house phone and getting into an iPhone. Like physically, if the house phone, the landline was a car, that's what I've been driving most of my life. And now I'm about to sit in an iPhone, an iPhone 6. And uh, I'm really excited. So I'm getting it because of the style. I'm getting it because it's something fresh and new and exciting. And I'm also getting it because... I'm not going to be spewing gas and I'm not all over the place. And I'm not saying that to make anyone else feel guilty. My hope is that everybody listening gets a car one day, whether it be electric or ethanol or whatever, that is cleaner and more environmentally friendly. And I'm not trying to be a tree hugger guy, but I'm just saying, look, our population is going up by the billions every few years. We're at over seven billion now. It's gonna be in in ten years. It's probably gonna be twelve or fifteen billion. So we got we got to start. And I'm not telling you anything you don't know. We got to start to figure out ways to scale back the dirt and and the grime and and the toxins and the pollutions. So I'm excited to be, uh, you know, kind of contributing in that way. I'm going to be driving an eco-friendly car, but th- these cars are just exciting. 
And uh, it's a choice I made, and it's a little more expensive. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, when you figure you never have to pay for gas, that starts to kind of knock the expense down. They say the average person spends about six grand in gas a year. So if you kind of scale that back, um, what's that going to lead to in, in five, five or six or ten years? You're, you'll probably get the price of your car back. So um, it's interesting stuff. But there are some people that are, are saying don't do it. Arlen, I heard you talking about the Tesla electric car. And I know it sounds great. It sounds enticing. But I do know about the price as well. I think the cheapest one they have is, what, $70,000? They're going to make a $30,000 version, but you'd have to wait until 2017. So you could either wait two years, drive a normal old, you know, stuck-in-the-stone-age gasoline car, or maybe look at the Nissan Leaf. Because though the range isn't as good, the price certainly is better than seventy thousand. Anyway, I can't wait till we have electric cars. Honestly, I can't wait till cars drive by themselves because driving is annoying, and most people are bad at it. I won't say I'm good at it, but I think computers can do a better job. Anyway, I love the highway. I'm a pavement pounder for life. Keep cool, Harlan. Hey, thanks, bro. You keep cool, too. And, uh, okay, so it sounds that like you're more uh, kind of against the price of it. And I get it. I get it. The price is that's, it's, it's a lot of money. I'm not going to tell you how much I'm paying for my, my uh, Tesla. But I will tell you this, okay? I have worked my ass off my whole life. I've worked very hard. I've put a little money in the bank. And, you know, I've probably had fairly conservative vehicles my whole life. I've, I've had cars that I've wanted, but I haven't gone crazy. Um, and as you get a little older, you realize the clock is running. Okay, and this isn't this isn't me, old guy, going. I'm going to get a Corvette Stingray. I mean, the Tesla's a rather conservative-looking car. It's not like eye candy at all. It's the the inner workings are what makes the the Tesla amazing. I mean, it's not an ugly car, but it's it's not like you know buying a Ferrari or a Lamborghini. Hey, look at me! I'm having a midlife crisis, man. No, 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 no. It's it, and I wouldn't want that, man. I'm not that guy. But but. Uh, you know, uh, as you get a little older, you realize you can't take your money with you, and you've worked really hard for it, and I'm 52, and who knows how much longer you got at 52. You know, I could live to 90. I'm planning to live to 103. That's my mark. But at 52, you don't know. You don't know if you got four years. You don't know if you got four days. You don't know. You know, once you get over 50, you're kind of in that, okay, yeah, you, who, um, how you feeling? Feeling great, looking great, doctor says I'm great, but you're 50, okay? And I'm not saying people at 50 drop dead. I'm not saying 50's the end, end of life. I mean, 50's great. 
But you're also at a phase of life where you're more settled, you're more comfortable, you'll hopefully have your finances in order. Fortunately, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good in all those categories. And I thought, you know, before I die, I just want a car that, I want the car that I want. And so I'm putting out a little extra money for this car. And, in a, and even though it's a little more, like I said, you could probably make it back in repair costs and not spending it on gas and oil. And I feel really good I'm doing something for the environment. And I feel excited that I'm in something that's modern. And, and I just read this today, which is incredible. Uh, the iWatch isn't even out yet, but they've already developed an app on the iWatch that links to the Tesla. So it tells you what the temperature is in your Tesla. It tells you how much battery range you have left. It, 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 you can turn on your lights. You can unlock it. Who knows what else? So this is what I mean. It, it's like we love our modern technology, and, and Tesla is kind of taking us in that direction. And, and if, this, if this listener, this caller is right, that Tesla's going to be knocking the price down and introducing a car for thirty grand or less, well, that's amazing. I hope everybody gets on board, and and if for no other reason, everyone has a, a Tesla or the other electric car. I think you said a Fiat or something, and we stop puking up all over uh, our planet with our vehicles. So I will keep you updated on that. I've ordered the car. It's it's being built. It's supposed to be here like the end of March. And I will uh, maybe I'll even do a little podcasting from from inside my Tesla. Maybe I'll take you guys for a ride in the Tesla if I live that long. Remember, I'm 52. Okay, I might, I might I've ordered it. I might not even get it. I'm 52. Okay, I shouldn't say that stuff. Knock on wood. <laughs> but uh, I'm excited, man. So I'll keep you guys posted. And thank you for your concern. Thank you for uh, you know stating some of the pitfalls and pratfalls of, of the Tesla. But uh, onward I go down the Harland Highway in my electric car. I'm very excited. I'll keep you posted. And that brings us to a dead-end sign at the end of the highway. We have run out of time. My God, it goes so fast. Um, let's do some announcements here, gang. Can we Can we do that? Can we? Can we? Can we? Can we? Can we? All right, tonight, starting tonight, I will be in West Palm Beach, Florida. Yes, the improv in West Palm Beach, Florida, tonight, Thursday, February 19th, 20 and 21st. So that's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Get your tickets at harlowwilliams.com. Go to my, uh, my, my uh, stand-up schedule, and you can find the links and get your tickets right online the following week. I'll be back on the West Coast in Brea, California, B-R-E-A, Brea, California. Great club, another improv. Yes, yes, yes. And that's going to go February 26th to uh, Sunday, March 1st. And then the following weekend, I get away from the warmth. I don't know why I took this gig. It must be because it's a great comedy club, but it's going to be cold. I will be in Winnipeg, Canada. Uh, at a club called Rumors. Going to be a great show, so get your buns out there, and let's rock and roll. Uh, don't forget to check out the store, uh, harlowwilliams.com store, for your fun merchandise. 
Uh, if you want to write me, you can write me at the site, harlanwilliams.com. And if you want to call me and leave your comments about the Tesla or anything else, 323-739-4330. That's 323-739-4330. The number is on the website should you need it again. Uh, thank you for being here, gang. Uh, and until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. <laughs> I'd just like to say, Harlan, thank you for being you.